1: Hey, it's Mistress Carrie reporting for duty from MCHQ for episode 77 of the Mistress Carrie podcast. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Digital Federal Credit Union, better known as DCU. And since their beginnings as a credit union for the employees of Digital Equipment Corporation back in 1979, DCU has never lost sight of its roots of being a not-for-profit financial cooperative owned by and operated by and for their members. And a lot of things can change in 40 years, but some things remain constant, like DCU's unwavering commitment to provide exceptional service and to make a positive impact in the communities where their members live and work. So, no matter what their members' unique goals are, they are committed to helping them the only way they know how. And that's the DCU way, which consists of three simple philosophies. And these philosophies guide each and every DCU team member. People come first, do the right thing, and make a difference. Giving back is central to what DCU does, and I know this because I've been working with them for almost 20 years. And they're the kind of organization that when they see something wrong, they do everything they can to try and fix it. Whether it's school programs, hospitals, veterans organizations, and more, DCU is always there in the community to help. Okay, this episode of the podcast is something a little bit different. Now, back on episode 69 of the Mistress Carrie podcast, I interviewed producer Toby Wright, who I've known for years, and he's worked on albums like And Justice for All and Follow the Leader and Home from Seven Dust and Jar of Flies from Alice in Chains and on and on and on. And when I interviewed Toby Wright on episode 69, we talked a lot about his musical career and his musical upbringing and how he ended up being this amazing producer and sound engineer. But Toby also does something else that I thought deserved its own episode of the podcast. And it's something that's near and dear to my heart, which you'll hear about in this episode. Toby told me the story about how he had gotten into a pretty severe car accident. And the physical and emotional and mental damage that it had done to him. And what it was like to try and recover from the nerve damage that he sustained. Well, he used his expertise as a sound engineer to start a company called Tomes. And along with his business partner, who I've also known for a long time from the rock and roll world, Jason Sikowski, they've put this company together. Tomes is a customizable on-demand streaming service That's designed to lull you to sleep in 30 minutes or less. And it utilizes sound healing, which is the practice of using audio tones and vibrational frequencies to repair damaged tissues and cells within the body. It works on the idea that all matter is vibrating at specific healing frequencies with sickness, disease, depression, and stress causing human beings to vibrate at a lower frequency. And therefore, if you listen to tomes, it may cause your overall vibrational frequency to be raised and your sleep and health to improve. Now, I know what you might be thinking. There is no way. But listen, what better person to talk to than an actual sound engineer about whether or not this could actually work? which they say it does, and how it works. It's a fascinating conversation, and it has a lot to do with things like dementia, sleep deprivation, stress, and Alzheimer's. And once again, Toby and I shared our respective podcasts so that we could both have the show on our own shows. So while he's welcoming me onto his podcast, My Right Stuff, I'm welcoming Toby Wright and Jason Sikowski to the Mistress Carrie podcast. So, allow me to introduce you again to Toby Wright and to Jason Sikowski.
0: have the privilege of listening to Mr. Scary. Oh, God.
1: Oh, yeah. What's going on, guys? Just
4: hanging out, man.
1: Thanks for having me.
4: You betcha. Today's a very special edition of My Ride Stuff, and Mr. Scary is going to interview Jason Sikowski and myself about our sleep sounds, which is called Tomes.
1: Thanks for having me back. I, am I like one of the first people that's been on the show twice now?
4: The only one. Yeah.
1: I, exactly. got a, I got a ton of feedback about the show we did last time, and people said it was really cool. So I was psyched that you asked me to come back.
4: Awesome. Well, I love working with you. It's a fabulous adventure every time.
1: Um, when we talked last time, we talked a lot about your career and how you and I met And you had touched on tomes, and we were like, you know what? I think that's just going to take its own episode to be able to focus on it because it's something that I'm so curious about and yet so ignorant about at the same time. And so the fact that you and Jason have come up with this thing um, that's so interesting to me and that I feel like is on – the, the forefront of a lot of this new research and a lot of stuff that's going on in medicine right now. I was like, yes, can we talk about this? So thank you for saying yes.
4: Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for taking the time to do it for sure.
1: Um, If anybody heard the, the other episode, obviously they know that Toby and I go way back, but Jason, you and I know each other from music as well. Like how many years has it been? It's over 20, right?
3: probably right at 20 years from theory of a dead man forward. So and it's been a long time.
1: I just think it's hilarious that we have all come from this kind of music, rock and roll background, and you've taken mm-hmm. the technology stuff that you are experts at when it comes to recording and, and you've turned it into something that when we saw each other in Nashville a few months ago and sat down and talked about tomes, I instantly wanted to know everything because (laughs) I am the primary caregiver of my mom who has dementia and Alzheimer's runs in my family. And so as you were talking about tomes, I was like, hold on a second. I, I don't even know if I'm smart enough to understand what's going on. So you'll have to pardon me if I ask you simplified questions because I don't want to lose anybody when we start talking about complex technology terms and definitions of things and research, because you guys have been working on this for years.
4: Right. I've Correct. been doing it since uh, 2007 or 08.
1: And is it fair to so. say that this all started because of, your car accident. That's where it all began for you, right, Toby?
4: Yeah. um, I was in a car accident around Thanksgiving, coming back from a a meeting at a record company and um, got smashed in both sides or, you know, front and back um, and ended up with major nerve damage to the right side of my body. And, you know, my quest to heal Um, because I saw a bunch of, you know, regular doctors and acupuncturists and massage therapists and so on and so forth. And it, you know, I wasn't getting any better. My, I was still numb on the whole right side of my body. And so I took to the internet at that point and, you know, figured I'd read and stuff. So, you know, whatever. And so I read about this thing called sound healing, which I'd never heard about before. And, you know, from there um, I did a bunch of research, went into a studio that I had in Woodland Hills and, you know, started making these tonalities and lo and behold, a couple of them have helped me. And, uh, you know, I can feel everything on the right side of my body now. And, you know, the only thing that I notice about, you know, what's, what's happened to me is that my right eye will droop when I'm on the computer for too long. So I don't know if that's just old age or if that's a product of, you know, whatever.
1: (laughs) Um, Jason, this is something that Toby and I have in common because some people may or may not know, um, that I was born with a tethered spinal cord. And so Toby and I have joked in the past that we would make an unbelievable potato sack race team because (laughs) he's got nerve damage on the right side and my nerve damage is on the left side. So if we could put our damage sides together, we would be unstoppable. That's right. I'll be your your coach. (laughs) But when you have nerve damage... It's really hard to explain to someone that doesn't have nerve damage. Jason, do you have any kind of experience with this personally at all?
3: No. No, I've never broken anything. Never really gotten any sort of crazy things circling the planet somehow.
1: You've traveled a lot. That's, and especially with as funny as Spinal Tap is over the years, because Spinal Tap moments literally happen to everyone. That movie holds up. You've never had any kind of strange injury with all the touring and traveling you've done?
3: Not, from, no. No, I wow. haven't. I've been around a lot of stuff <laughs> where people have had strange things happen. But, you know, back then, I just, we just drank a lot. And I think that was our secret power. <laughs>
1: Toby, isn't it amazing when it when it comes to nerve damage that it it is so hard to explain and and I'm fascinated by things like phantom pain for people that have a limb amputated and yet they still feel the pain of that limb or the right. the numbness or I mean everyone has had the experience of waking up having slept on their arm and their arm feels dead or it's cold and you get those crazy pins and needles. Is that right. what the nerve damage felt like for you after you were recovering?
4: Uh, when I was recovering, yeah. Um, you know, I started feeling, and you know, that pins and needles, like you said, that started coming back, right? But it wasn't constant, like, you know, if you slept on your arm or whatever, you know, and then you go like, oh, man, don't touch me, ah, you know, because <laughs> it, it's uh, it's not painful, but it's almost painful, right? Yeah. So it was a different kind of, you know, all of a sudden I would feel, I'd go, wow, I can feel my arm, you know, and I would touch my, my forearm or something. i go, okay, I can feel that really cool now, you know, and it was just, it would all of a sudden appear, you know, like I I didn't notice it really coming back. You know what I mean? I didn't, it wasn't like that, you know, dead feeling to live. It was kind of like a, a gradual thing that just happened.
1: When you say things like sound healing, I know right. that there are going to be people that hear that and kind of roll their eyes and go, oh, okay, here here we go. And there is obviously <laughs> a lot of skepticism when it comes to anything science-based or medically-based, especially now in the news, that everyone is sure. a, is a Googling scientist. But you are, in fact, a sound engineer. This is what you do, and you're an expert in this. So can you break down the concept behind sound healing and kind of explain what that is? I can.
4: Um, So basically, it's about vibration. Um, Everything in the universe has a a vibratory status, basically. Um, And sound healing then takes those, takes frequencies that you're akin to and just kind of you know, gets your body in tune, if you will. Okay. So, you know, there's many examples of that uh, out, out in nature, for instance. But, you know, the the one thing that I've found in, in my studies, if you will, is the fact that, you know, since uh, your brain just want to, it wants to sync up, right? It wants to sync to your environment at all times. And if you put some you know, some sound into your ears that is akin to, you know, something that should be going on in your body, but isn't, then your brain just goes, Hey, maybe we should make that happen. And so when, when that happens, you know, you, your brain then moves your body toward what it takes to heal. I hope that answers the question.
1: I I think so. I mean, we're going to talk about some pretty complex things, and I want to be able to break it down in layman's terms as much as possible. Your brain controls everything and is the nerve center and kind of control center for your body. And there's a lot of speculation about how that communication in your brain happens, because even though we know so much about our own bodies, we still don't know everything about the brain. There's a lot of unanswered questions. And one of the biggest questions is what is sleep for? What, what is its purpose? Why do we do it? We we're only alive for X number of years and we are supposed to spend a third of it unconscious. I think it was Thomas Edison who slept like two hours a night and said it was a waste of time or whatever, but, um, I'm not going to argue with Thomas Edison, but I definitely need more than two hours of sleep. (laughs) And we don't understand how it works. And when it comes to sound healing and the vibrations and the frequencies that you're talking about, can you give me some examples of frequencies in nature to kind of get people to understand the basics of what you're talking about?
4: Yeah. So let's go to the ocean. Like most, um, you know, water sounds on the planet are, are very healing and very cathartic, right? If you go to the beach and you're just laying on the beach and you're hearing the, the ocean, you know, you're going to fall asleep probably, right? Because it's a very monotonous tone. It, you know, that that wave coming in, going out, you know, that's very relaxing. The same with rain. Right. Rain is a very relaxing type thing. And, you know, in rainy days, I, I just want to curl up and go to sleep, you know, and it's because of that, that those types of things in our in nature help us, uh, to, you know, to get that sleep. And yes, you do need at least six to eight hours of sleep, Carrie.
1: I didn't say it. <laughs> I, I heard it was Thomas Edison. It was a quote. And like I said, I'm not going to argue with Thomas Edison, but anybody that's ever seen me with two hours of sleep knows it's no bueno.
4: We we run the other way. Yeah, you
1: should. <laughs> so when it comes to something as soothing, I think most people can agree that when they go to the beach or they hear rain, there are just those certain sounds that are very relaxing. But why is it relaxing? Can you talk about the frequencies of like the water and, and what it actually is that makes it so relaxing?
4: To be perfectly honest with you, I don't really have the answer to the frequency question. It's a it's a I think it's a matter of just, you know, what what the body and what Mother Nature intended uh, for us humans here on the planet. Right. You know, the wind sometimes isn't very relaxing, for instance, Um, you know, but rain always to me is very relaxing and, and so is the ocean. Uh, waterfalls can be very relaxing as well it's kind of a white noisy kind of a thing which involves a lot of frequencies like there's white noise and pink noise and all that kind of stuff uh, which is very technically you know probably above where we want to go right now Um, but you know like like the static on your television Um, You know when the station goes off the air and you have that type of sound you know that's that's what they call white noise and that involves like a lot of different frequencies, maybe 10,000 of them or so. It just depends on, you know, what, which noises we're speaking of and or tonalities I should call them and, and how they affect the brain. Right. Cause your, your brain does want to sync all the time to your environment. Like I explained earlier.
1: So sound healing is not a new concept. Humans have been mm-hmm. doing this without even really understanding how it works for I guess as long as humans have been around, um, what I think of when you talk about it are like those sound bowls that I see people using, like on TikTok.
4: Absolutely, that's
1: the kind of thing we're talking about, right?
4: Kind of, yeah. Um, you know, the sound bowls are—you know—the Tibetan sound bowls basically are, are just a big piece of copper um, formed and hammered out into a certain frequency. Um. And then they will, they'll run their wooden, I don't know what you call it, what the technical term is for it, but uh, they run that around the rim and it kind of sings. And then they meditate using, and they repeat that tonality. That's where OM came from, right? So you hear a bunch of chanting and things like that is OM. And so that's the, usually the frequency of the bowl that they're circling. Um, and with that, that kind of promotes... You know, a, a, a center in your body, if you will. and a, and you know, for all your chakra, it it kind of aligns them. And if you're into meditation at all, you know exactly what I'm speaking of.
1: So when you are searching for answers with your own area of expertise after your car accident and you start looking into sound healing, what were mm-hmm. some of the first things that you learned in the research that you were doing? That were surprising to you about the concept of it?
4: That sound could heal, first of all. I had no clue before that. Um, you know, being in the studio and recording all these rock bands and, you know, getting Grammys and all that and making amazing recordings didn't really even hold a candle to what I learned, you know, when I started going down this rabbit hole, right? Um, and I think it was really important to know that. You know, it's not all frequencies that can help you heal. There's specific ones um, that are meant to do certain things to your body, right? Um, you know, there's I'm not I'm not going to name them all because there's so many different ones, um, but you know, you can have same things that help anxiety and depression and stress management and PTSD and depression and pain management, which is a big one. Um, you know, those are all different frequencies that can help your body. And, you know, especially the depression, anxiety bit, I work a lot with that with tomes um, because in your sleep, you can, you know, it's the best time to reach your subconscious.
1: Can you explain the difference between frequency and decibels? Because I think some people may think that a higher frequency means it's louder and, And those are two totally different things. So when you talk about frequency, what exactly are you talking about?
4: Frequency is cycles per second. So uh, um, if... I'll get really technical for a second so um, it's it's called the sine wave and there's a there's a line that goes through the let's just ima- have an imaginary line right right here so the sine wave goes down the uh, under the line and it comes up above the line the same to the same amplitude or the same distance right from that line and then goes back down and keeps going right and that's a pure tone let's use one thousand hertz as a as a reference. And so at 1,000 hertz, that's 1,000 cycles per second, okay? Hertz is just a, 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 you know, an abbreviation for cycles per second, okay? That's what frequencies are. So there's all kinds of frequencies. Your, your hearing is from 20 hertz all the way to 20,000 hertz as a perfect human. Now, the only perfect humans on the planet are babies. Uh, I can't hear that high. You can't hear that high. We work in rock
1: and roll. Our hearing is not perfect anymore.
4: No, no, not at all. (laughs) And so, and that's unfortunate because, you know, we're missing a lot of, you know, some of the really good things up way up above, you know, Um, but that's okay because, you know, we we get the essence of it and we still love it. So that's what a frequency is. Now, a decibel is a measure of loudness. Right. I mentioned amplitude. That's also loudness. It's another name for loudness. But a decibel, you know, they measure rock concerts at 120 dB and airplanes taking off. And, the you know, the threshold of pain for your hearing is 120 dB. So if something is that loud and you're standing right next to it, you're going to be in pain, literally like, ah, and you're going to reach and. You know, we've all had those experiences with, you know, a 4th of July with explosions or, you know, just being in an ACDC concert makes you go, ah, you know, cause it's so friggin' loud. But so that's the difference between a, a frequency and a decibel.
1: So when you're born with perfect hearing and you can yep. hear between 20 hertz and 20,000 mm-hmm. hertz, mm-hmm. 20 hertz is extreme low end or extreme high end
4: extreme low end. Okay. So the lower you get, like 20 hertz, 25 hertz, 30 hertz, 40 hertz, that's all the real bass drum, really low-end driven type sounds. The higher number is is a higher frequency, and that's the pitch is higher and higher
3: and higher.
1: So there are low-end tones below 20 hertz that we can't hear, but my assumption would be that you could physically feel them.
4: Earthquakes, okay, earthquakes are, you know, they might be, uh, let's say we have a, an earthquake that's, you know, five miles under the ground, and it could be, you know, reproducing 4.3 hertz, let's just say, because what happens is the, the, the tectonic plate shifted, and it that rumble is that, blah, 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 and then it starts shaking, and we start holding on, and, you know, those are things we can't hear, but we can feel them.
1: And on the other end, when you're talking about the high end that a human perfect ear can hear at 20,000 Hertz, my right. assumption would be that a dog whistle is a higher frequency. And so we can't hear that with our ears, but obviously dogs can.
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dogs, cats, you know, all of the the, the animals have much higher hearing, horses especially, too, believe it or not. They can hear up to about 45, I think. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's incredible the, the range of hearing and the lack of range in hearing in humans.
1: And so those cycles per second, when you're talking about a 20,000 hertz sound, that mm-hmm. is it going up and down, up and down, up and down ridiculously fast as opposed to a low end, 20 hertz, low end sound.
4: Correct. And it also, you know, it's, it's about distance as well so you know when you're sitting at a a stoplight and a car four cars behind you pulls up with some you know kick-ass music going and you can hear it all the way at the front of the line that's your low-end rumble right and it it just travels through things um those higher frequencies they get stopped by all kinds of you know things in the way a car window a door a, a wall a ceiling whatever and you know like if you're in your house or you live in an apartment You can hear your neighbors because what you mostly hear is their low frequencies. And those things just run through everything that we know of.
1: So when you're doing this this research on sound healing, and obviously as a sound engineer and producer, when you're recording a rock band, these frequencies, these low-end frequencies of the bass and the bass drum, the high-end frequencies of the cymbal crashes and that shredding Eddie Van Halen high note in the solo right. you're mixing that music to get it all balanced in the right way so that the louder say low end stuff doesn't drown out some of the more delicate high end frequencies in the music Right, and that's the same kind of concept that you're taking into these tonalities that you make for tomes
4: that's correct very correct But I do use a lot of high frequencies, um, but, you know, then I get into something that's called binaural beats, which is, you know, something that is created within your head uh, with headphones. And we can talk about that a little later.
1: So when you're looking into all of this sound healing and you and you're surprised at the concept that it that it even is a thing and that it actually works, take me through Mm -hmm. your research and explain to me what it is that these different hurts can do when it comes to sound healing. Meaning what do high end frequencies do as opposed to lower end frequencies?
4: So like I explained earlier, your brain wants to sync to your environment at all times. Right. And so with, with the frequencies, um, you know, you might want to create, let's say 3.1 hertz because 3.1 is a frequency that will help your, let's say lungs, for instance, okay? And so I'm making a tonality that is for asthma users, for instance, right? And so I want to have something in there that's going to have help them, you know help their lungs heal, right? And so I know that you know 3.1 is one of those frequencies, right? due to research. And so when I try to create 3.1 Hertz, I can use an oscillator, which is something that generates all these, uh, you know, pure tones and sine waves, right? You set it to, you know, 3.2 and and print it, right? Well, it's not that easy because what happens is you can't hear that. So you don't know how loud it is and you end up blowing up speakers when you can't hear something. Yeah, 3.2 Hertz
1: is very, very low.
4: Super, super low. And it'll, you know, since you can't hear it, it's going to blow stuff up if you try to hear it, right? You have so much power on the low end that you have to push to even make a speaker move, right? Uh, The top end, uh, high frequencies take little to no power at all to come through because they're so high. So, one of the things that happens is that if I want to use this 3.2 hertz, that I have to somehow create it right? So that's where the binaural beats comes in. If I put hundred Hertz in one ear and I put 103.5 in the other ear, right? What happens in when you're wearing headphones is that you'll hear both of those tonalities. You'll also hear a third one in the middle, which kind of will have a beating to it, right? That's the binaural beat. And so what that's doing is that is in training your brain, if you will, to 3.2 Hertz, it's now hearing the 100 hertz and the 103, but it's also hearing 3.2, right? And so when you hear that, your brain says, what am I going to do with that? Oh, that's good for the lungs. I'll store that and we'll use that, you know, so on and so forth. And, you know, and it goes into your subconscious, basically.
1: Binaural's not just a Pearl Jam album. No. No. So, <laughs> so who, who. It's a
4: science that's been around for a long time.
1: Who does this research to find out that 3.2 hertz is, say, good for your lungs? Like, where does this research come from and and where did you find it?
4: So there was a man named Dr. Reif back in the turn of the, you know, 1800s to 1900s. Um, he built a machine. And back then they were into color therapy. Um, So a red light, for instance, would evoke a certain, you know, you could heal certain diseases with red light and blue light and so on and so forth. Um, and that led him into sound. He's like, Whoa, well, if we can, if we can do this with light, what about sound as well? So he had this machine that kind of swept the frequencies. And I've read a lot about this stuff. Um, I wish I had one of those machines, but there's only one, in, one in existence that's left and it's in the Smithsonian. Um, so
1: You're not getting that one.
4: I I don't think I am, no matter how much I pay for it. Um, (laughs) So, you know, when, when he was doing his research, I took, you know, his findings and, you know, and then applied them to today. Right. Because, you know, he wrote all this stuff down. There's literally thousands of pages of what Dr. Reif did. And, you know, in the end, they came in and destroyed his machines and said, go away, little boy. And that was big pharma that did that.
1: So as you start searching for your own kind of treatment for this nerve damage that you got in your car accident and you stumble on this concept of sound healing and these tones and you start treating yourself with this stuff, what was happening mm-hmm. to you?
4: Uh, sleep, a lot of sleep. I found myself sleeping a lot and I didn't understand why at first. And I started delving into the sleep Part of it, um, and that's when I started making tonalities for sleep, and including things in those sleep tonalities. I was having a bit of anxiety and depression over my illness or my injury, um, and so I included some of those frequencies in in those tonalities as well. And I found that if I applied it while sleeping, that it helped me tremendously. Like throughout the day, I couldn't really sit and meditate all day, right? This I lead a very active lifestyle. I have a lot of stuff going on. And so, you know, when I sleep, I'm in one position, one place for, you know, hopefully eight hours, right? And so I was able to, I put it you know, on a DVD and a CD and put it in a ghetto blaster at that point and put it on repeat. And, um, you know, I just had it going all night long. And I found that, you know, my, like I said, my, my symptoms started to lessen. And all of a sudden I was just like, oh, wow, I can feel my forearm. That feels cool. Right on. Hey, honey. And she'd come over with her nails and go like that. And I be like, Ooh, that feels great. You can feel that. I was like, yeah. So, it, it, you know, just like Really cool little advancements happened. And, and so then, um, you know, unfortunately, she and I got divorced. I moved to Nashville where I met Jay. And I asked him, I said, hey, man, you know, take a listen to this stuff. And he took a listen to this stuff and said, hey, there's something really here.
1: So, Jay, and- when, you, when you have Toby coming to you with this sound healing concept, was this anything that you had been familiar with before that?
3: No, not at all. It was just, we were talking about producer um, contracts and that kind of thing. This was right. kind of like the little afterthought thing. Oh, by the way, I have something here that's going to take you and spend all this time for the next 10, 11 years <laughs> before we can actually do something with it kind <laughs> of idea. Um, <laughs> so no, I didn't have any, but to me it was fascinating, right? Because this is before the Spotify's, the Netflix. Streaming part, you know, one of our ideas was like, well, what are we going to do with this? And then I was like, well, do we put it on one of the, like those overnight commercials and mail you forty-two DVDs with all this
1: stuff for a penny?
3: <laughs> for right. a penny, like Columbia House kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. But then, right? You know, our our one friend, of course, took Napster to task, and then we figured, well, if one person buys this, then anyone can have it, and then our business isn't a business because anyone can share it you know so we kind of played it really close to our chest and did a lot of research and you know gave it to our friends and all this kind of stuff and tried a whole bunch of times to do various partnerships with people a lot of people didn't really understand it at the time and then in order to stream it technology wasn't at a place where it could even work and even after it was it took us a long time to get to find the right people to be able to take the thought of what we needed to do and actually put it in your hand. You know what I mean? So it's been a roller coaster to say the least of, uh, of just doing all the research and neither one of us have any like, you know, programming skills or any of the stuff that we've done. So we've basically done it all by researching people, finding a lot of wrong people, um, and then finding a couple of right ones and this is where we're at we actually are at a a really cool point right now where we can stream it through an app through the app store we don't have it on the app store yet we're just in the in the front end part of creating that but we've been testing it for a couple weeks and we can stream the entire file uninterrupted through this thing called test flight
1: so there's two different technologies and, and I'm going to be the house idiot that still doesn't understand everything fully. So I'm going to ask the dumbed down questions for myself. So technology number one is the actual hurts and assigning them to healing properties and things you're trying to help in your own physical well-being. Technology question number two is if you are going to expose yourself to these tonalities Doing it while you sleep is the most convenient way to do it, which means that these tonalities need to be really long, eight hours long. And so the streaming part of it and these giant files you're talking about is Toby making these tonalities for tomes and making them be able to be received by me while I'm sleeping. Mm -hmm. How do you get them on my bedside table? And
4: I walk over. And <laughs> <put them there.
1: laughs> so as as Toby is working on the tones themselves and kind of mixing these different Hertz levels, depending on what kind of healing and what kind of physical help you're trying to heal yourself with. You're mm-hmm. also like you said, this is before Netflix and all of this kind of stuff. And and the actual internet and file sizes and sharing this stuff at the time hadn't caught up with where you were going. Now, right. one of the things that we need to talk about, and, and this goes into a layman's terminology, when CDs came out, a lot of music lovers complained because they didn't sound as good as their vinyl albums. We can all agree cassettes sounded like crap. So did 8-tracks. But right. vinyl is having such a resurgence because it sounds better. Mm-hmm. It lends itself to this discussion. Can you explain why it is that a CD version of a song versus a vinyl version of a song does not sound the same? And, and what the CD does to the music to make it not sound as good?
4: Hmm.
1: Because it's, Interesting question. It's, it's clipping... The super highs and lows, right? In order to be able to digitally share the digital file on a CD?
4: Uh, It doesn't have to. Um, You know, most of the recordings of the early stuff was taken off the vinyl, right? That was the only way they had, like, say, Elvis, for instance. You know, if you have an Elvis CD, it's most likely you're going to hear clicks and pops from the vinyl. Um, you know, because there's no other way to get it on there. And, you know, leveraging the master tapes from whoever was probably not happening at the time. Right. So a lot of stuff was pulled from the vinyl. Um, Vinyl had its limits, its limitations. But what we loved most about the vinyl was the fact that it was warm. Right. And, you know, it, it really accentuated the bottom end. The bass guitar sounded great. You know, the cello sounded amazingly rich. Kick drums sounded like big and vibrant Um, you know all those all those bottom end instruments were really really present when you moved into cd land i noticed that a lot of that was a lot thinner and i didn't have that you know that punch that i had with my vinyl i didn't have you know just the replication of of the vinyl right i didn't get the same feeling and it's kind of like mp3 is today Um, mp3 is a really really bad file um, format for anyone to listen to because they, they cut off a lot of top frequencies, a lot of bottom frequencies, and they just give you that little bit in between and all all that you really need to hear, they say. So, but I want to hear all the way down. I want to hear all the way up as far as my ears will let me. And, you know, so I'm, I'm probably one of the few, uh, you know, audiophile people out there that I love, you know, my space in the music. Um, vinyl allowed that to happen, right? Because, you know, you had, depth into the into the song right or sounds uh, depth into the sounds and you know like i'm thinking of pink floyd for instance um you know when i got the 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 cd uh, dark side of the moon i was very disappointed actually because i had to go get the remastered remastered kick-ass version and pay 40 dollars or whatever it was to, for it to like come close to matching the album feeling and I don't know, it's just...
1: <laughs> so I bring it up because it lends itself to tomes, that right. these tonalities you're making, if you put them on an MP3, it's going to clip off all of the extra stuff that are mm-hmm. the frequencies that are, are what you're purposefully putting there, which means That's right. they've got to be a wave file, which is a far superior file. Absolutely. And then you're limited to how long that wave file can be. They can only be so big, right?
4: Uh, well, for most people, that's correct. For for myself, that's incorrect.
1: Well, that's the story I, have, I want you to tell me.
4: Well, we have a little mouse in our pocket, um, and we are able to make unlimited length wave files at this point in time. Unlimited meaning, what was it? Four thousand years?
3: Forty six hundred plus years.
4: Okay, thank um, you.
1: And this is one of the technologies that Jason, you were alluding to about bringing in these people to be right. able to help, and that you had to find a way to make these massive wave files possible so that right. I could sit there and sleep for eight hours and have this entire tonality for the duration of my sleep
4: in a wave file. Right. Right. Because you can have, you know, you can go on YouTube and you can find whatever, whatever for 10 hours. But I guarantee that it's not going to work as well as Tomes does because of the compression that YouTube puts it on, first of all. And second of all, it's probably an MP3.
1: So when you're making these tonalities and someone hears us talking about this, they go, oh, I have a white noise machine. It's the same thing. Explain to me why it's not the same thing. (laughs) Explain to me the difference between something that helps relax you to help you fall asleep versus what it is that you guys now have.
4: So, as I explained before, white noise is a product of many, many frequencies, hundreds, maybe thousands. Um, It could be up to 20,000 frequencies, right? One from you know, zero to 20,000, right. And it's going to have every single one of those frequencies in between that's called white noise. Um, the, what I'm doing is I'm picking out the frequencies that will help you the most and getting rid of the rest. Okay. The white noise is just that it's equal amounts of, you know, amplitude, which is loudness of each frequency. Right. And so when you have equal amounts, it doesn't sound so hot. As I found out when I was creating my first tonality, I put together like 24 different or 36, whatever it was, different frequencies, and I put them all at the same level and I went, let's hear that. And I just went, eh, that sucks. What do I do now? I'm a failure. This isn't going to work. You know? And I thought about it for a while and I thought, hey, what if I actually mix this? Right? And like I'm a mixer. You know, I, can make it, I can make things sound good. right?" So
1: Like a band song.
4: Exactly, exactly. So I, you know, when I went to school, I learned all these electrical theories. So I went back to my electrical theories, and I thought, hey man, what if you take one of those electrical theories and you apply it to what you're doing here? How does that work? And I did, and I came up with the, what I call a power curve. And so it takes X amount of power to push out the lower frequencies. It takes a lot less power to, to uh, push out the higher frequencies. So I took this power curve, that I wrote for myself and just followed that along with, you know, how I mixed the song. Right. And so then it it came out with the lower frequencies being a lot more abundant than you can hear than you know, like the, the upper range frequencies. And then it was very pleasing to listen to. And that's what helps me, you know, relax, helps me get rid of anxiety and depression, helps me fall asleep and stay asleep right? I used to wake up all the time, you know, pain here, pain there. And, you know, especially since I was in a bigger car accident years before. And so, it, you know, it, I had lots of pain all my life. And then now I, I don't notice it. I can sleep really heavily through the night.
1: So Jason, can you talk to me about putting tomes out as something that people can have access to? And If you're a person that has, like Toby said, anxiety or pain or nerve issues, you go to actually take this incredibly complex idea and these tones and these files, how do you describe it to someone that is in search of relief that's not narcotics and medication?
3: well i guess the the best description for it would be when it comes to just vibration and matching vibration it's really simple like you wouldn't listen to slayer if you were trying to go to sleep unless you're into that kind of thing um but the the lower the sound is your brain constantly locks into its surroundings so if your brain is slower then you fall asleep right around 10 Hertz air, uh, kind of in that bandwidth, frequency bandwidth. And then your body has to re- to restore itself and repair itself. Cause that's what sleeping is. So white noise, all these other things, other apps that bore you to sleep and all the rest of it, you just kind of get tired of the repetition and you go to sleep. But where this is miles ahead of everything else, is that while you were sleeping, your brain is doing or, and, and executing all these functions while you are asleep without you even knowing. So cell repair, the the main piece of your brain cleaning itself. Like when when you go to sleep, your brain is a car wash essentially. And it cleans out all of the, there's plaques that build up in your brain that do lead to Alzheimer's if you don't have enough sleep. They start collecting, and then we can get to that in a little bit. Um, So if you sleep less than six hours, optimally it's eight, then your brain doesn't have a chance to basically file your day's events in the categories that it needs to file in. So then if you woke up, say four hours, you only slept for four hours, wake up the next day, well, then you're in a deficit. You can't bank sleep. You can't catch up on sleep. But if you don't get proper sleep continuously and you wake up, say, after a four hour sleep, even if you're used to it for eight hours, say for like two weeks, if you shortchange yourself once, it will take you days to get back to where you were just because your body and your circadian rhythm, which is your natural body clock, is now out of sync. Because people that go to sleep traditionally when they get tired, usually wake up within five or ten minutes the next day without an alarm clock because your body has a cycle people that drink a ton of coffee and take melatonin and all of these different things and you know stuff to force yourself to go to sleep stuff to force yourself to be awake all you're doing is basically shortchanging your body and when it comes to the sleeping part of things If you don't take care of yourself now, I promise you in 20 or 25 years from now, you're going to have difficulty in dementia area, Alzheimer's area. Um, Sleep deprivation is 30% linked directly to those two different diseases.
1: This is the part of the conversation when we were catching up in Nashville a few months ago that really piqued my interest because I... I've had two things happen in the last, say, 20 months. The first thing was I got laid off right before COVID hit. And I, like a lot of other people, was locked in the house. And I was able to do something I had never done in my adult life, which is to go to bed every night and not set an alarm the next day because when you're on COVID lockdown and you're unemployed, it didn't really matter. (laughs) And I noticed within about a week or so, That my body wakes up at 9.30 in the morning. If I go to bed and I just let myself sleep, I wake up, like you said, within five or 10 minutes of that time every day. And I had never given myself the opportunity to ever wake up whenever I wanted, except maybe that occasional rainy Sunday morning where you just are like, I don't have anything going on. I can just sleep in. I didn't know that about myself, that 9.30 is when I would normally wake up. The other thing that happened to me during the lockdown was that I found out that my mom has been diagnosed with dementia. Now, I had known that Alzheimer's ran in the family. But generation to generation, it's getting diagnosed and symptoms are arriving earlier and earlier. So as we were talking about this in Nashville... And you use the car wash analogy about your brain needing to file these things away. And you started talking about these proteins that if you don't rest and allow your body a chance to file everything away and clean your brain out, that this plaque builds up in your brain. And when you told me that that is one of the major links to Alzheimer's, it took the breath out of my lungs. Tell me what you told me next that floored me about the future predictions of Alzheimer's in America.
3: Well, where we are right now, it will be the number one killer in the United States by 2050. And it's basically in the group. So 2050 is what, 29 years from now. The, the largest affected group, Is people from 25 to 45, because that age group tends to wear the, I work 20 hours today like a badge and somehow I'm tricking you because I work more than you kind of idea, which you couldn't be more wrong in that statement, because if you slept more and were more efficient, there's nothing that you need to do 20 hours a day, but the the thing that really is harmful in this whole scenario is is that it doesn't really show up for 20, 25 years from now. Little bits of 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 plaque start building up, and then your first thing to go is your short-term memory. So a lot of people go, well, "What? where was I yesterday, or did I have chicken for dinner last night? Those are the things that go first because your long-term memory is baked in. But that's the first thing. To go and you just people just think it's old age, or just you know I can't remember my memory isn't what it want what it wants. I have used, too much stuff to, to
1: remember. I can't. I have too many passwords for Facebook to remember. I can't possibly.
3: <laughs> that's meta now, by the way. Oh, sorry. Um,
1: pardon
3: me. <laughs> I'm choking. Um, yeah, th- that's kind of the thing, and and your brain kind of gets mixed up because you're killing your neurological connections. Right. Right. If you sleep properly, there's there's three proteins. Two of them are soluble that are created and then they're soluble with your cerebral spinal fluid. The other one, if you shortchange yourself, it latches on to one of the others, either one. And then it creates this little pockmark kind of thing in your brain. And then that's the start of all this stuff. And currently in 2021, that's an irreversible situation to be involved in. If it, if it gets, if it, if it is generated, you can't take it away. Hopefully in the future, my good friend Toby, perhaps there'll be a frequency that can basically earthquake this stuff, break it up, and then it will get washed out in the car wash. Obviously this is way down the line, but I'm going to say it's not impossible.
1: So when I talk to doctors about, Dimension Alzheimer's because I'm, I'm dealing with it as a primary caregiver for a loved one right now. <clears throat> they told me the best thing you can do is eat right, lower your stress level and sleep. That's what the doctor said. And yeah. so I was like, okay, well, when you're a busy person, that's like, those are like the three most difficult things to do, right? That like you said, that everybody hangs their hat on how hard they work and how they never sleep. And technology has only made that more difficult. Um, Something else that I know is that when it comes to sleeping naturally is that natural melatonin that allows you to go to sleep. And there is Mm -hmm. something that eats away at your melatonin that we are literally exposed to constantly and is only getting worse. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Toby's nodding his head. Go ahead.
4: Oh, it's the blue light from your phone. Right. And the blue light on the computer that I'm staring at and that's staring at you right now, too. You know, it's it's that that kills the melatonin in your brain. So I have a habit of, you know, an hour and a half to two hours before I'm actually ready to lay my head on the pillow. I turn off my phone and I don't look at it anymore. And that's just me. You know, some people are they go to extremes. No Wi-Fi, no nothing, you know, but I'm not that that way because I listen to tomes every night.
1: But, the, but blue light, to, to Jason, to go back to what you were just talking about in these predictions, the technology that we're using more and more all the time mm-hmm. is disrupting our melatonin. So even if you are trying to go to bed and get a good night's sleep, if, if this blue light is disrupting your melatonin, it's going to keep you from being able to sleep better. Correct. And for mm-hmm. as long. And so mm-hmm. we're perpetuating the problem. And Mm -hmm. let me tell you something for anybody that's listening to this, that's never been exposed to anyone with Alzheimer's and dementia. It is the scariest thing I have ever seen in my life. Mm -hmm. And when you guys were telling me about tomes and about what it is that our brains are doing while we're sleeping every night now that I don't get eight hours of sleep, I think of you two now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I, I'm not even kidding. I think of you guys and I think about my mom and I think about right. that future. And that if it is going to be the number one killer in the United States come 2050, knowing the resources that requ- it's required to take care of my mom, we are not mm-hmm. ready as a society to have Alzheimer's and dementia get any worse than it already is in our population right now. We are not ready. And it ready. will double. That is so frightening.
3: But it's not necessarily by accident either. Because if Mm -hmm. you could tell somebody that, you know, there's, you know, this is the the health and wellness month on my right stuff. So if you told someone that if you ate better and exercised and listened to rain to lull yourself to sleep, well, that's really not good for business. (laughs) Let's, (laughs) <laughs> let's give you this $1500 phone and all this other stuff and you know Tell distract them to get the you drive through yeah exactly t- you know getting food delivered to you and just all this other stuff because let's not try to kid anybody here <laughs> there's trillions of dollars in sick people in in everything mm-hmm. in diabetes uh, dementia alzheimers cancer everything cigarettes alcohol Uh, everything and i'm not an ad you do whatever makes you happy i'm not going to say anything against none of us are
1: getting out of this alive but (laughs) that's
3: true (laughs) but there wasn't tomes before this so you you might never know
1: but like i look at i look at my mom who's 69 years old and physically healthy as a horse right and doesn't know who i am anymore and
3: heartbreaking what
1: What scared me the most was that my mom was always, like, I got my work ethic from her, right? That she is so hardworking, loved her job, was passionate about what she did, the same way that I am, and wanted to do it all the time. And I love to work. I'm always working. I'm always doing stuff. And I think as a society, we all have this concept of Social Security and retirement, that we're going to work really, 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 really hard and then get to the point where we can just unplug and not have to work anymore and we're going to get these amazing years of doing nothing and retirement and relaxation. And what I saw with my mom was that she hit that age of retirement and now is not in a position to be able to enjoy those years at all because she, right. she can't go anywhere, she can't do anything, she can't travel, she can't drive, she, but she's physically healthy. And so mm-hmm. I wanted to talk to you guys about tomes because personally, I want to do everything that I can to avoid if it's inevitable for me genetically, I want to be able to, to stretch out that inevitability as long as I can. And I'm hoping right. that it's not as genetic as a component as it is lifestyle based. And so my hope is that I can change my lifestyle enough to stretch out some more good, healthy years on the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so for someone that's listening to this, that says, I am a caregiver of, because I've encountered a lot of people that are now caregivers of, you know, it, it's one of those things. You don't realize how many people are doing it until you start talking about it. And right. when I started talking about my mom, so many people have reached out to me and say, I, I am a caregiver for someone as well. So for somebody that's listening to this, that is worried about brain health dementia alzheimer's those kind of things but also maybe had a car accident and had nerve pain and doesn't want to go the pharmaceutical route where do you get started with this because because you guys have put tomes together you have made it available for people to try how do they get started
4: well they can go to our website which is tomes.com, www.t-a-u-m-m-h-o-m-s.com. We have, uh, you can sign up there, $9.99 a month uh, currently. Um, And we have three categories of sleep. We have the refresh, and we have restore, and we have revive. And those are three different levels of sleep, if you will, um and then each one of them has what is it seven or eight different um subcategories right and it goes uh, like a crystalline rain uh fantabulous is like a fan sound we have lapping waves we have ocean we have a rainstorm and waterfall and then we have something called naturel, which is the tonality by itself which is something i love and the reason i have the nature sounds over over the natural sound uh is because someone tried it years and years ago and they said, man, it, it, this is really, really, really powerful. I think it's too powerful for me. I need something else under it or over it. And so I, I started putting, you know, ocean and rain sounds and water sounds of nature in there. And he really, really like fell in love with this stuff. Um, So so the difference between something
1: you would get like at Brookstone, that's a wave machine. The wave machine is just waves. Right. Your wave tones have the tonalities for healing embedded in them, but just packaged with the wave noise because that makes people that like to listen to waves more relaxed.
4: Right. Exactly. And if you like, if you're, you are one of those people that, you know, has a a Brookstone type thing and, you know, just throw it away and come to tomes (laughs) because um, (laughs) it is, it is true that, you know, we do have the same tonality or same, you know, water sequences as, as many of the other people out there, but at the same time, they don't have what we have, which is, you know, the healing tonality underneath it in kind of like a subconscious uh, listening level.
1: It's two boxes. One's empty. One's not. But they look the same on the outside.
3: Exactly. It's like Amazon and Wish. <laughs> it may appear to be helpful, but perhaps there's nothing behind door number three. Right. <laughs> and that goes for a lot of apps that are on the market currently. Yeah. Right. right.
1: So tell me about the three different types of tonalities that you have. The revive, the refresh. Tell me. Tell me the 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 idea behind making the three different types.
4: Um okay so re- refresh is designed to tap into your alpha brain waves um it's you know it natural just state of mind something that i used to use for for naps basically um and you know it it's the it's centered i believe if i remember correctly it's centered around uh 8 hertz 7 hertz somewhere in there um so that you know you go to sleep, but you know your deepest REM sleep is coming up under um, under revive, uh, which is you know next we go to restore, and that's that's at about I believe it was six hertz, and then after that um, we go down to four uh, in the re- with the revive uh, tonality, and so what this is designed to do is since there are different you know levels of sleep is to put you in a lighter sleep and then a a heavier sleep and then an even heavier uh, sleep after that, like, you know, your REM sleeps and all that, because REM is where your body actually heals. So the normal person who gets eight hours of sleep and is a healthy person, they will probably only get about 20 minutes of REM per evening, right? Which is Out of eight hours? Out of eight hours. Do you believe that? So my theory is that if I can hold you down into REM longer, you will, you will heal faster and more adequately. And that's, that's my theory behind having the three different uh, levels of sleep. So, and then we also have lullabies which is a, a crazy thing because, you know, we love all those kids to go to sleep and I know your parents do too. <laughs> um, so, so they'll have, you know, they'll, they'll lull you to sleep. We got the, the Brahms lullaby and hush little baby and uh, Tula brula or something like that. I remember, I don't remember what that one is. And twinkle, twinkle little star and you're my sunshine and, and stuff like that. Um, and then we have uh, what we call sounds of healing. And that goes from, you know, pain, uh management like I was speaking of earlier to you know I even have some sexual uh function and dysfunction type things in there. Um, you know, have things for your lower GI, uh have, you know, tinnitus. things for tinnitus for sure. Um Else is Every there? music
1: fan that's ever been to a concert just went, wait a minute. Did you say tinnitus? Cause <laughs>
4: tinnitus.
1: that's why a lot of people listen to stuff when they go to sleep, because they don't want to hear the high pitched ringing in their ears from the hearing damage they have from all the shows.
4: That's absolutely true. Correct. I got headache, uh, stuff in there. Um, you know, the tinnitus, like you mentioned, and, um, you know, for blurry vision and cataracts, we have something called unveil, which is, you know, for your eyes, um, and you know, it's just kind of it. it can, it's going to grow from there. Uh, this is just the first iteration uh, of us, you know, getting it out to the public. And so I think it, you know, it's it's really important that we, that you know, that I stress that this this really does work. Um, and you know, it's it works wonders. And I've done so much research into it. Um, you know, and I keep doing research every day because. I by no means of, am a medical expert of whatsoever, uh, but following theory is one thing that I, that I think I'm really good at, and I think that the theory behind the sound healing is really, really important to understand and know.
1: If, if it helps a lot of physical ailments, does it also help emotional and psychological ailments too? Absolutely. Because I do um, a lot of work uh, like with veterans in the military and you start talking about post-traumatic stress. And so mm-hmm. is this something that could be used in that application as well?
4: Absolutely. Um, I don't have one that's specifically designed for PTSD uh, yet. I'm, I've been working on something like that. It's a little bit, it's difficult, um, but it's not, you know, it won't be that hard to overcome in the end. Um, but yes, There's all kinds of, you know, I'm working with the frequency of human emotion at the moment, which to me is very precarious because we all have emotions. Right. Um, And so, you know, something that makes you cry. What 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 emotion is that? What frequency is that? Um, You know, and so during the pandemic, like you were saying, uh, you were locked up and all that kind of stuff. Well, a lot of people, you know, millions of us were. Unfortunately, about half to three quarters are were locked up with people they don't like, and so the domestic violence rate increased by two hundred and ten percent. Wow! It was at that point that I was like, "Well, how can I help that? I can't really, but let me check into it." But I designed something that I call Tiamo, uh, which is designed to invoke happiness and love and feelings of togetherness, along with with well being. And then you, when you put this on in the background all day, it it really helps you feel closer to that person, you know, that's within your six walls.
1: Jason, can you talk about what kind of feedback you've been getting from people that try this everyday people that have just said, you know what, this, I've tried everything else. I'm going to try this. What kind of feedback are you getting from people?
3: We've had a lot of amazing stories. We've had, um, one of my good friends, um, had, uh, hearing loss and slash tinnitus, from seeing Motley Crue in the late eighties. And pretty much from that point on from like 1988 up until 2019 was basically at the end of the rope with tinnitus, didn't know what else to do, had to listen to music all day long at work, went, you know, laid down at night, ears are ringing. And within about a week, um, it, it doesn't cure it but there's a thing called brainwave entrainment. So for people like Toby and I, that have been using this for a very long time, you can throw on a file and within 30 seconds for myself, my brain goes to that place because your brain, you can't rewire your brain, but you can kind of massage it and move it into areas so that when you do put it on, your brain will lock into that Um, another situation um, was someone that had panic attacks and was just continuously kind of paranoid about going outside. And what if I get in the car? What if I get into a car accident? What if a meteor hits me from space, all these other things. And then after about a week, what was it, but two weeks, I guess. Right. Yeah. Completely different person, 180 degrees different, used it for a couple months, then figured like, okay, I'm in a better place now. I'm just going to, and this is before we had the website even up and running, um, I'm just going to go on about my life and and uh, everything will be good. Well, less than a month after that, the old behavior started coming back. Mm-hmm. So then used it for another week after the, the break and then got back on track again. Just of people that couldn't sleep, people that wake up all night, you know, wake up, every 30 minutes because people traditionally don't sleep through the night anyway. They may think that they do, but they don't. And as you get older, you wake up in the middle of the night and so on and so forth. But with what tomes is and the different levels of, of whatever you select that will take you down and it'll keep you there. And with the files that we currently have, it also wake you up at the end. So if your body goes into deep sleep, restores itself, you wake up feeling like a million bucks or whatever the, uh, whatever the expression is. And that's because your body actually did what it needed to do. Mm-hmm. People are happier. Uh, athletes that have tried it uh, perform better because it's, it's all about getting into a state of mind. And in the current world that we live in where you see 3,000 ads every day and all the stuff that's going on around you, it's really hard to focus on any one specific thing. Then you have a mishmash of a whole bunch of different things and you can't really do one thing great. But when you have a pure sine wave, which is what this is and your brain is familiar with it and you can kind of declutter your view of whatever you're doing, well then you can lock into certain specific areas, sleeping one of them, meditation being another high performance stuff, all the different kind of facets of this makes you a better person because you're basically clearing out the clutter by focusing on something that's true that your brain isn't exposed to, especially in days like in, in current time, everything's really noisy and really kind of, you know, there's confusion in general with things, uh, You know, society has different ideas that they put on you that you have to work longer, like I was saying earlier, unless you're not successful and you have to work till you're 65 and then you can retire and then you go see the world. Luckily for me, I guess I retired in my 20s and 30s (laughs) because I went all over the world and see all seen all kinds of things on somebody else's dime. So to me, kind of living life in reverse, but at the same time, really experience the stuff when I could go and do all the stuff. And I didn't have any of the aches and stuff that perhaps when you get into your, you know, fifties and, and, and so on sixties, that is harder on you. There's also stuff in there to do with joint pain Mm -hmm. because we are vibrating. Everything around us is a vibration. Matter is vibration. So if you put the vibration in to your body that perhaps you're missing. Well, then that certain sector has now been filled and you're not kind of yearning for it. That's where stress and anxiety come from. Like you don't know why you're out of sync or out of whack or whatever you want to call it or describe it. You just know that you're missing something and your brain is chasing something and then you're out of balance. If you rebalance it, then it puts it back It's like a thing being in tune. Toby said it earlier. Something's in tune. You know that it sounds right. Something's out of tune. You may not know what string of the guitar is out of tune. You just know that it's not right. And you apply that to your day-to-day life and your brain and how you interpret things. Things that are in tune are more pleasant than things that are out of tune.
1: It's such a fascinating concept. And it's something that... I think can be intimidating to people and there may be this technology hurdle that they feel like they need to get over and they really don't explain how somebody that wants to try this actually would go about using it at home because there's no real, you're not selling a machine or something that I need to bring into my house. So explain to me how I would go about using this at home.
3: Okay. Well, all you in, all you need to do is just, like I said, go to the website. We have um, descriptions of different levels and, and different parts in the sound healing section. And then you can try and see what works for you. Sometimes men gravitate to, you know, the natural tone by itself. Sometimes women like the waterfall sound. So you try it and within three days, because you have to realize... The way that people are like right now, if you haven't tried anything, you're not in the meditation world or any of that kind of thing. You have this big bunch of stuff kind of going on in your brain and you can't really find any specific baseline. Well, you try this for two or three days, find out which one works the best for you. And then you do more of that. Mm -hmm. And then you go, well, this one worked for me. This one made me go to the bathroom five times (laughs) at night. You know what I mean? Because that's happened too. There's some sort of Thing in there that I think it was the crashing waves one women were more apt to go to the bathroom more. no idea why
1: well I but, mean there um, is that whole thing about listening to running water and having it make you need to pee
3: that's right yeah but it's only it's only in females for some reason
1: that's really crazy
3: yeah it's super super weird but you just you you go on the website you find out what works for you bluetooth the headphones is the best but no one has perfected the headphones portion of the program yet bluetooth speaker from your ipad your iphone you can stream it through your television if you wanted to um anything that gets the internet can stream it
1: and, and do it just, on wi-fi just have it in the background while you're sleeping just it? loud
3: enough to hear gotcha because it, there's there's a lot of stuff going on that your brain interprets that your ear can't so turning it up louder to get more effectiveness will only work the wrong way Well, that's why I
1: asked the difference between frequency and decibel. Right. Yes. Because you don't need to make it loud for you to hear the frequencies that are in it.
3: Correct. You got to feel it. It doesn't have to blow your hair back. (laughs) (laughs) This is sound healing, not Metallica. (laughs) So.
1: Is it something that you have been surprised by the reaction from people because I think in this day and age, there's always going to be hesitancy that maybe something doesn't work. Were you you surprised Toby at how well it worked for you and how quickly did you notice in your own health?
4: Wow. I was very surprised. Like, you know, because as I explained earlier, I didn't know anything about sound healing you know, and I, I didn't even know it was a modality for healing at that point in time. Um, you know, I was just going along with my clueless rock and roll and, um, you know, didn't really know how deeply affected I was, you know, by the accident and how badly my damaged, my body was damaged, right? Didn't Didn't understand how damaged I was. And so when I first started delving into this, I was, you know, it came back rather quickly as, you know, as opposed to, you know, I don't know what drugs I could have been on to how to, you know, make the race. But, you know, it, from my expectation, it was very quick, um, a couple of years, because I expected to be numb, like in patches all over my body, you know, for the rest of my life, right? I just thought, oh, well... You know, it's one of those things, I got a pinch nerve here and a this there and a dead nerve over there, and I'm never going to feel that part of my body again. What can you do about that? You know, nothing. So, but for these nerves to wake up as it were, you know, it was really interesting and, and the feeling was really cool, but the going to sleep thing and realizing that I could put this next to my bed, go to sleep and then wake up feeling really refreshed was, was really cool because I'd never had that before. I have sleep apnea really bad, I guess. And, you know, people that I had laid down and slept with, they're like, dude, you need to breathe in your sleep. Like, Jesus Christ. That's the scariest thing in hours. the world
1: for me is that idea that people stop breathing while they sleep. Right. So crazy. <laughs> and that they have to wear this like Bain mask to be able to breathe. And I'm like, how is that relaxing for you to be able to sleep with this giant suction machine on your face while you're sleeping? <laughs> well,
4: it's actually it blows air into your it, it puts a pressure on your nose and your mouth. Right. Because I wear one every night now um, and I've hooked up my headphones to the straps on the CPAP machine. So all I have to do is hit the machine and it turns on automatically. I just built that myself. But, um, you know, it, what it does is it keeps a pressure so that when you actually stop breathing, that it forces you to breathe, right? It it sends another, like, you know, super pounding uh, pressure into your throat and you and, then, and all of a sudden you're breathing again. I don't know because I'm sound asleep and I, I've never slept better in my life than to use tomes and the machine at the same time.
1: After my motorcycle accident six years ago, and I had to have surgery on my nose to, to fix it because it got so smashed in the accident, I couldn't believe how much my sleep was disrupted between when the accident happened and when I was able to get my nose fixed because I couldn't, right. you, I couldn't breathe through my nose for those months before the surgery. And I couldn't believe how it affected my sleep And then I got my nose fixed and could breathe again. And I was like, oh my God, this is insane how much better I sleep now. But even though I have this perfectly symmetrical wonder of modern science on my face, um, I wake up every morning, no matter what time. And within the first 10 minutes of my morning, I am white knuckling a cup of coffee every day.
3: Right. You and me both. (laughs) Not me anymore.
1: <laughs> Wait, you quit no, drinking coffee?
3: Kit? I quit drinking coffee, and I used to drink like five, six cups of coffee a day. But I, I kind of I dehydrated myself to a point of almost being in the hospital this past July and then stopped drinking coffee at the same time. So I felt for about like 10 days that somebody hit me over the head with a phone book and then kind of cured myself cure whatever but using tomes to sleep letting your body find the natural circadian rhythm and not drinking coffee at 46 years old i've never felt better really and i love coffee and my coffee machine is still over there kind of whispering at me right now but i'm not going to go back to it and as toby if you think i talk a lot now just imagine what i'd be like on 5 cups of coffee
1: wee <laughs> I I can't imagine not drinking, not, not, not drinking it, not needing it in the morning. Right. Right. I can't imagine what it would be like to wake up completely refreshed and not tired every day. And this is the kind of stuff that scares me so much, which is why I wanted to talk to you guys about this, because I am at that point in my life where I'm like, if I don't, try to make my own health a priority now. I mean, it could very well be already too late, but I feel like I should do everything that I can to make healthy choices now to try and avoid what I hope is not the inevitable in my future.
3: You either focus right. on wellness or save for illness.
1: Ooh. There's one or the Ooh. other. Ooh, That's right. Ooh. profound and powerful right there
3: coming to a tome yep. store near you. Um, right. <laughs> but that, you know, it, it's not to be fatal or anything in this, but that's exactly what it is. The better you take care of yourself, the better you're going to be later on. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it kind of leads to the whole thing of, of people, you know, going back a little bit, of sleeping on a thought to make a decision. Your brain has right. to sort out the pros and the cons and everything. And somehow the next day you wake up, regardless if it's a good decision for you or a bad decision for you long-term, you're better off the next day with some definitive answer than you would have been the night before, right? right? And I it's do all that when I the, get
1: mad and I'm going to fire <laughs> off a nasty email to someone. I uh-huh. got talked into the <laughs> habit of saving it as a draft and dealing with it the next day and probably 90 to 95% of the time I don't send it.
3: Right. Right, Because you're not in the same headspace the next day.
1: Right. But that 5%, you really earned it if I send it after 24
4: hours.
1: (laughs) But I have noticed that, that there are times where I think we've all done that, right? Especially with the arguments people get into on social media about politics now or whatever, that things just fly out of your brain and through your fingertips into the ether of the internet. And the next day right. you're like, I got to go and delete all that stuff. I was such a, like, why did I say that? What was I? Because what you're saying is true to sleep on a thought, to, to give yourself that time to kind of process whatever it is that you wanted to say. And how many, how many dumb things on the aforementioned Facebook would have been avoided had people not just typed whatever stream of consciousness was coming out of their head at the time?
3: Right, right. and then that stuff has a way of haunting you in the future.
1: Yeah, you can't take words back.
4: Nope. No. You can't erase them from a hard drive either.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you could try. Oh, yeah. You can try. Well, I, I just... <laughs> I'm so grateful that that there are people out there trying to find a non-pharmaceutical, natural, accessible to everyone way of solving some of these modern day issues because I think health is something that we all take for granted until you don't have it anymore. That's right. And usually by the time you don't have it anymore, it's too late to get it back. Like, yep. you know, I don't want to be one of those people that, um, didn't make my own health a priority when I should have. Right. I, you know, I don't think anybody in this world wants to be coulda, shoulda, woulda, ing, their later years
3: Mm -hmm. no no the the stronger your immune system is the better you are period against things known and things unknown right
1: is this if i start listening to this while i'm sleeping is it going to do anything weird to my husband or my beloved pug that sleeps with me at night
4: Hopefully it'll help them sleep as well. That's about all it'll do, um, especially the pug. And, you know, I have little puppies around here that that just love tomes. When they hear it, they come running and like if they have the door closed to the bedroom, they'll be knocking on the door, like literally scratching at the door. Like, and I open the door and they come in and they jump on the bed. I can only imagine like, what are they hearing? You know what I mean? <laughs>
1: well, that's what I was going to say. Cause they can hear more than we can. So what does it sure. sound like to them?
4: Right. Who knows? Right. But you know, I do, uh, I have a friend in, in Alabama, he has a horse rescue farm. He's had some, some good success with it as well. Um, you know, on, on with horses that have been a bit out of control. Right. And so, you know, he wore a, a, a Bluetooth speaker on a backpack and, um, You know, he just, he put it on as he was going around and, you know, the horse came up and just stuck his nose in the backpack and was like, what the heck is that? You know, and then followed him around for a little bit.
1: People joke when they hear my pug that she needs a CPAP machine because she snores all the time (laughs) because she's a pug.
3: (laughs) Pugs just do that. I think they do. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's become, it's become something, you know, some people like to listen to the ocean. Like you were saying, like I've had pugs so long, that I find their snoring to be so rhythmic and relaxing that I find it weird when I I don't have a snoring pug in the room when I go to bed.
4: Hey, would you record that for me? Because I'll (laughs) I'll make a tomes just for you of the pug snoring with some tonality underneath it, right? I'm sure Wednesday
1: would would love it if I tried to hover a microphone over her little snout while she was sleeping.
4: You don't have to get it that close. Let's turn up the mic gain a little bit.
1: You're talking to somebody that has an Instagram page for her dog, Toby. Okay. I know you do. <laughs> well, is there anything that you want people to know? Anything that we haven't talked about that I wasn't smart enough to ask you about, that if they are listening to this and, and they're really curious um, about how this works or is, did i forget anything
3: i don't think so Jay. Okay. no i don't think you forgot anything and and basically the the time of talking you know people may think they sleep well and perhaps they do but if who couldn't sleep better i guess is the question i'm trying to get to right and who doesn't have a friend that comes to work that does this that all the different things. I slept terribly. My mind's racing. I can't seem to shut my brain off all this stuff. Like this is on the internet. Anyone in the world that's listening to this can go to our website. They can try it for a week. It works anywhere in the world Mm -hmm. and give it a shot. And if it doesn't work, you're not out of pocket. Like we're, we're literally offering you the best thing to help you. All you have to do is do it. They can lead a horse to water. You can't make them drink. But hopefully in the last 60, 70 minutes of talking, people learn different pieces of, of sleep and function and, and restoration and the healing part that maybe they didn't know beforehand.
1: Right. You know what else I thought about it too is everybody always has that person around the holidays that they just sit there and go, this person has everything what am I supposed to buy for this person? Mm -hmm. This seems to me like something that would be really cool to get as a gift because it might not be something that you would think to do for yourself, but someone gives it to you and you're like, oh, well, maybe I'll try this and see if it works for me. And it, it seems like that... That problem solver gift to, you know, what do you get that person that, you know, maybe has chronic pain or trouble sleeping or is stressed or whatever it is. And rather than buying them an ugly sweater or whatever, that this could be something that you could get for somebody and it could change their life.
3: That's right. You are correct.
4: Absolutely. So you can do that by contacting Jason at tomes.com.
3: There (laughs) there you go. So you can just go on the website
1: and sign up for this and, and get access to all of the tonalities and everything right on the website. It's not hard to do. Correct.
3: Correct. But if you, but if you want to gift it to someone currently with the website, you'd have to do it through me. Gotcha. But when we have our app, then it'll be in the next year, like beginning of next year, people will be able to gift it to each other and send it to each other and all that kind of thing. But you are hundred percent correct. What do you get for people to have everything? Yeah. Well, if you right. feel better, your life is better. It's just, it's about that simple.
1: Yeah. Well, and I, it, it, I am dying to try it. It's I haven't tried it yet. And it's something where, I said, you know what, I wanted to sit and talk to you guys and I wanted to ask you my questions about it and see what you thought and hear other people's, you know, just like with anybody that buys anything on the internet, they want to read the reviews and stuff. I wanted to talk to the people that actually make it. And because right. I know you guys and love you guys and have known you so long, um, I knew that once I talked to you, I would be convinced to try it. And now I'm going to tr- I'm gonna have to try it because now I I, I want to know what it's like to wake up Awake and rested and feeling great. I need to know what that is like. But
3: well, you're you not in the right shortly. place. You're not taking yep. my
1: coffee though, Jason. I don't care what you say.
3: You can drink as much <laughs> coffee as you want. I'm just <laughs> telling you that there are other ways here, and it's not with a <laughs> coffee cup chained to your hand.
1: I know I don't but I don't even have one it's, here it's
3: right not? now. Wait, wait. It's I not literally
1: really? told me I did the same thing. I went <laughs> looking for mine, but I don't have it down here.
3: <laughs> Every new sign-up will get one of my extra Nespresso pods that I have left over. <laughs> I have like a hundred of them.
4: That's perfect.
3: Guarantee. I won't give away the machine. I won't give away the machine just yet, but I have a bunch of uh Nespresso pods. <laughs>
1: Well, it was so good to see you guys. I'm fascinated by this whole thing and selfishly, um, you know, just from my own personal experience and everything that I have been going through throughout the pandemic and, you know, the family pressures and, and obviously just living with someone that I love so much that it is in need of the kind of care my mom is now. Um, right. You know, if the reason – The the selfish reason why I wanted to talk to you guys more than anything is if this helps to keep people from having to take care of people or to end up themselves the way that my mom is now, Mm -hmm. we need to do that. Because I think anyone that spends any amount of time with someone that has any form of dementia or Alzheimer's, you realize how... Tragic and painful it is not just for that person, but how grueling and and painful it can be for the people that love them the most because it breaks your heart and it's really, really hard. And if this can help with that, then literally everyone needs to use it because um, I would do almost anything to avoid and to be able to reverse what it is that I'm seeing my mom go through right now. It's hard. Mm
4: -hmm. Right. It's really hard, but you can also play it for her. Right. She can, she can start using it as well.
1: You know what? I, I will try anything. Why not? not? Yeah. I would try anything. I mean, it, um, it's, it's been, you know, when you talked about, you know, the, the stress levels and mental health and all of that, because of COVID, even the healthiest of people have had all of these challenges and, you know, COVID would have been bad enough. For me, you know, getting laid off last February would have been bad enough. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: 24 hours a day, seven days a week, being that person that is there with someone that's dealing with this kind of memory issue, um, it, you know, it's it's taken me to a, a breaking point sometimes that I didn't think was possible. It's It's been difficult, so... But she's lucky enough
3: to have you. That's right.
1: Uh, You know, so there
3: is there is a benefit or an upside to it.
1: And I look at it and just say, you know what, this is how you pay your mother back for all of the dumb things we did when we were kids. You know what I mean? All those nights of being up late crying, all of the, you know, the food fights, just all of the things that children put their mothers through. I, I, I tell myself every day that this is how I pay that back. But I would give anything to have it not be the case. So I appreciate well, the work that you her. guys are doing for sure.
4: Thank you, and you can play her uh, a flux, a f f l u x, off of the website, and also um, probably what's the other one? Uh, Unveil is it? Unveil? No, there's there's another one that deals with the um, with the immune system. I can't remember the name right off the bat. Uh, here upward. we are talking upward.
1: about memory issues. Upward.
4: Right. Yeah. Upward is the one I was speaking of a-, a flux and upward are, are the two recommendations that I would have for your mom.
1: Awesome. Well, I will okay. give it a shot so for sure.
4: When you go on there and and those ones are only uh, there's half an hour and one hour files. So, um, you know, you can play for her for an hour and then give her some sleep files, you know, something like that might, might help um and you can play it in the background in the house during the day
1: yeah which i think would be can, like the easiest thing you know
4: right and, and it doesn't have to be very loud at all you know because she might go carrie what is that thing over there um <laughs> you she, know she, she, she uses is, more colorful language
1: loud. than that toby but yes exactly
4: well i was trying to be nice because i don't know your mom so <laughs> i would have done a a, a killer impression but you know <laughs> me and i came from
1: someplace.
4: Yeah, that's yeah, true. true. Yeah. You got a good point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, fucking Carrie. Now exactly. To me. <laughs> now you got it. Wagging the finger and everything. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it was so good to talk to you guys. And thank you so much for answering my inane questions about a lot of things that I just don't understand. But it's so fascinating to me.
4: Well, thank you for having us. I really appreciate you. And Jason helping out with this uh, episode of My Right Stuff in our health month. So, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome.
1: Well, there they are Toby Wright and Jason Sikowski from Tomes. And I know you're going to have a lot of questions and you're going to want to check it out. So, in the show notes of this episode of the podcast are all of the links that you could be looking for and all the social links so you can find tomes online. There's also a corresponding playlist. Now, I know this music, for the most part, is not going to be emotionally and physically and mentally healing, but it rocks, and every full-length episode of the Mistress Carrie podcast needs a corresponding playlist. If you liked what you heard, don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss anything from the Mistress Carrie podcast. New full-length episodes come out every Wednesday, plus every weekday you get the sit rep. The Situation Report is all of your rock news, music headlines, and industry info in less than five minutes. Thanks once again to our sponsor, Digital Federal Credit Union. You can find them online at dcu.org. All of my links are also in the show notes of this podcast, including the link to mistresscarry.com because it is the holiday season and there is an online store. And who doesn't want to get a little Mistress Carrie under the tree this holiday season? You can join me every Tuesday night live on my Facebook page for my video show, Cocktails in the War Room. The Mistress Carrie Podcast, a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network.
0: At The Home Depot, we're dedicated to helping you build the skills that get your home projects done right. That's why we offer free and interactive online DIY workshops. During the live streams, our knowledgeable associates help you tackle your DIY projects no matter your age or skill level you can learn how to install new single pole switches as well as standard duplex and GFCI outlets register for free at home workshops, the home
2: Depot, how doers
0: get more done.
2: It's NFL draft season. And that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football